this is Kathy Krueger. And this is Jonah Trebowasser. Welcome to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People sharing ways to improve your life. And today our guest is Carrie Murray, and we'll be talking about the amazing shelter box. Well, Carrie Murray, welcome to Radio Rotary. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. We're delighted to have you. And for those who may not know, tell us what is Shelterbox? Well, Shelterbox was really founded on the basic idea of what are the essential things that you need to sustain your life if you lose everything in an instant. And so Shelterbox really focuses on one of the basic needs that we all have, and that's the provision of shelter. And really, we were founded as a humanitarian organization to help provide emergency shelter and basic supplies to set up a household when you've lost your home in a disaster or you've been displaced by a conflict situation. Now, a shelter box is not just the name of your organization. It's actually a physical item. And I often describe it as... I often describe it as a giant Tupperware bin, and you folks should give lessons on how to pack for vacation, because there is not one square inch of that box, and it's it's the size of an old-fashioned steamer trunk. Those you may remember, your grandparents have a a, a trunk up in the the attic with all wedding dresses and stuff. It's one of those big trunk-sized things, but made out of rubber or plastic, and it's filled every square inch with a a necessity in case, you know... Your, your house is wiped out by a flood or, or earthquake or tornado, whatever. So tell us what's in the shelter yeah. boxes, Carrie. So it, it's a survival box, if you right. will. And that's really what our founders had in mind. And so the center of gravity is the emergency shelter. And it takes the shape of a tented shelter. And so it's a standard relief tent that comes inside the box. Now, it looks like a recreation tent. It is not. This is a humanitarian tent that will be at the place that a family calls home when they've been displaced in a crisis. That's number one. Now, the other things that you think about in a disaster situation is you've lost power. So Mm -hmm. we include waterproof solar lanterns inside the box. We also include water purification. So often in disasters, you've had contamination of the water source. You need clean water. So a water purifier, containers to store purified water. Lots of disasters that we're seeing, especially wet hurricane cyclones, you see vector-borne disease. We include mosquito nets, waterproof ground mats, blankets. Also in disasters, when you've been displaced, Agencies are bringing in food, but Mm -hmm. what are you going to prepare a hot meal with? What are you going to boil water with? So a whole stainless steel cook set and materials to serve a meal. Then tools. Often in disasters, you may have had a home that's been temporarily damaged, right? You needed to make some repairs to it. So a tool set, or you need to do repairs generally. So basic tools to help with that process. So handsaw, basic twine, rope, duct tape, and then a children's activity set. One box will serve one family. And and how large of a family will this tent, this box serve? Well, really, this this tent can can serve what we've seen is up to 10 people will live in wow. this box, in this in the shelter box tent and use the materials within the box for a period of months following a displacement. 
And Carrie, where are some of the places where we've sent, and I say we because uh, Shelterbox has a strong connection with Rotary, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but where are some of the places we've sent the Shelterboxes to? Sure. So in the past 21 years, we've responded mm-hmm. to 300 disasters and emergencies over wow. 100 countries, including the United States. So the longest serving part of our work and our largest response has actually been due to the crisis in Syria, the civil mm-hmm. war there. Yeah. That has been over 400,000 people that we've brought emergency shelter and supplies to who've been displaced by the Syrian refugee crisis. So internally displaced Syrians as well as refugees. In addition, the Haiti earthquake. I think that's what put us on the map in 2010. We were one of the largest providers of emergency shelter after that disaster. We've even responded to the tsunami in Japan in 2011, Typhoon Haiyan, the strongest storm ever recorded to make landfall in the world and that was in the philippines mm-hmm. most recently in the past year we've responded to hurricanes Eta and iota in honduras we also have been responding to the lake chad basin crisis some of the biggest waves of displacement are taking place in africa so we've worked in burkina faso in ethiopia and then along the lake chad basin so cameroon niger nigeria And really, uh, we are a global NGO, and we work all over the world, over 100 countries to date. And you have uh, responded to uh, matters of of distress in the United States as well. Were you in uh, in New Orleans for Katrina? Yes. So our response was in Katrina. And after that, we responded to Superstorm Sandy, also in more Oklahoma, and most recently was after Hurricane Harvey in Texas. Uh, Carrie, I know just because I've been to Haiti and I have been to the Philippines and I know how warm it is. I was just wondering with this tent, what is the temperature variation like how cold can it be for somebody to still be housed comfortably in this tent? Oh, Kathy, it's a great question. And it's really one of the reasons why we've continued to improve and engineer and re-engineer these tents is really designed for the unique needs of the beneficiaries that are living in them. And in Haiti, as you know, it can get very hot during the day. So that's one of the reasons when you look on the tent, the standard relief tent, there's a front patio That's a front porch, if you will. So people don't have to be living inside the tent during the day and they can get a bit of shade outside within the tent and underneath that patio. But we also have areas in the tent for really for light and obviously to let air in. There's a front door, there's a back door, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it can get quite warm in some of these climates. And what we've seen is we've really worked to bring customized shelter to meet the unique needs in these areas. I've also been to the Philippines um, an area that that is one of the most disaster affected in the yeah. world. And so we've actually registered as a nonprofit after Haiyan in the Philippines, because on average, we're responding there two to three times a year. Mm-hmm. So we have a warehouse and are registered as an NGO. Our warehouse is in Cebu. We have expert shelter staff that are in that are in the Philippines working on our behalf. We have great partners with Rotary in the Philippines, as you know. And, you know, we pre-position there, but we don't pre-position the tents. We pre-position what's known as a shelter kit. Yeah. And it's the basic tarpaulins and it's the basic tools and fixins that can create a single room structure or, or repair a home that's been damaged. And we have a 
a, a package that works perfect in the Philippines. And we're going to find out more about the amazing work of the Shelter Box crew from our terrific guest, Kerry Murray, right after Kathy Kruger tells us who keeps a roof over our head by sponsoring Radio Rotary this week. We are sponsored by Salisbury Bank and Riverside Bank, Absolute Auction and Realty, Third Eye Associates, Leo Cady's Ford, and by the Rotary Clubs of Brewster, Carmel, Clarkstown, Goshen, Highland, Hyde Park, Kingston, Liberty Millbrook, Nanuet, Greater Newburgh, and New City, New York. We'll be back with more Radio Rotary right after these important messages, so stay tuned. Hi, this is Sue Doyle of Absolute Auction and Realty. Back in 1946, we began serving the auction and appraisal needs of the Hudson Valley. Today, our clientele spans the globe, but we still consider each person we meet to be an important member of our AAR family. From specialty collections to real estate, antique and estate to vehicles, we auction it all for people just like you. Whether you're a seasoned auction enthusiast or a novice, our website, aarauctions.com, is packed with tips and examples designed to make your buying and selling experiences the best they can be. So enjoy your visit to AAR Auctions. Tell your friends about us and please come back often. That's AARauctions.com. Hi, this is Tony Marmo from Norman Staffing, and we've been bringing together employers and job seekers since 1980. If you're an employer and have job vacancies, let Norman Staffing help fill them with permanent or temporary workers. We screen, interview, and recommend the best candidates for your company. We make the employment process easier and faster for you. Please call Norman Staffing for your employment needs at 338-9111-338-9111 or normanstaffing.com. You're listening to 92.9 and 96.5 WBPM. And there's more of this week's Radio Rotary Show coming up. Hi, I'm Krista Hines, Executive Director of Hudson River Housing, a local nonprofit dedicated to helping communities in the Mid-Hudson Valley thrive. We believe that everyone deserves the opportunity to live in safe and affordable housing. No matter what your housing concern may be, you can count on us for assistance. Maybe you're looking to buy your first home and don't know where to start, or possibly seeking an affordable apartment to rent for you and your family. Or perhaps you found yourself in need of safe and supportive shelter with a compassionate team committed to helping you overcome the challenges of homelessness. We're here to help every step of the way. Please visit us online at HudsonRiverHousing.org or call us today at 845-454-5176. Again, that number, 845-454-5176. We all move on a mental wellness scale. We can become depressed or anxious, or we can overuse drugs and alcohol when we're in a stressful situation. Stress will move us on a scale of mental wellness in a negative way. These times we are living in can certainly cause us all stress. This is Andrew O'Grady, CEO at Mental Health America of Dutchess County. We here at MHA want everyone to know that if you find yourself struggling lately with your mental wellness, MHA has a wide array of support, treatment, and referral services. Our services are of no cost to you, and we are all always happy to help in any way we can. A few thoughts to live by. Be kind to one another and check in on your friends, families, and neighbors. While you are checking in on others, please know that if you need guidance or professional help, MHA of Dutchess County is always here for you. We can be reached at 473-2500 or visit us on their web at mhaduchess.org. That's mhaduchess.org. 
Hi, this is Kathy Krueger, producer of Radio Rotary. If you are listening now, so are your customers. You can advertise on Radio Rotary for as little as $25 per week. Call me, Kathy Krueger, at 845-702-4410 for full details or email me at info at radiorotary.org. That's info at radiorotary.org. Welcome back to Radio Rotary. This is Jonah Trebois and my usual co-host, uh, Sarah O'Connell Clater, is away this week. But we have our producer, Kathy Kruger, on the mic. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Jonah. This is a real privilege to be uh, involved in this interview because we are interviewing Carrie Murray, and she is the president of Shelterbox USA. Quite the title, quite the job, quite the woman. All right, and she's also a Rotarian. Yes, All the best is. people are. So, oh, Carrie, Murray, <laughs> Carrie Murray, welcome back to the second part of Radio Rotary. And for those who may have joined us late, just give us a brief overview of what is a shelter box. Shelterbox is a humanitarian organization that is preparing every day for the worst day ever. We bring emergency shelter and basic supplies to set up a household when you've been displaced by a disaster or a conflict situation. And it's all in a box. But we have a variety of different shelter solutions that we deploy that help really impact one of the biggest issues facing our planet today, which is this massive displacement of people. There are more people displaced in the world 114 million than any other time in recorded history. And these are people that are only displaced by disaster situations and conflict situations. And the shelter box itself is like a giant Tupperware container. It is. Uh, it's, it it's the size of an old-fashioned steamer trunk. And in there, you've got a tent that'll sleep 10. You've got cooking utensils. You've got water purification. You have a, a very strong, because I happen to own one. I made a donation and got one, uh, solar light. Yes. You put it out in the sun during the day, and it, it's great at night, especially when you lose power here in the Hudson Valley. And uh, things for the kitties. Tell us about that idea, because when Shelterbox first started, I mean, I remember 20-some-odd years ago when it first started, they didn't think of including something to keep the kids busy or educated. What about the, yeah. the, the child's package? What's that all about? So oftentimes in disaster situations, when you've lost infrastructure, that includes schools. Right. And so the idea over the years, and it's been adapted many times, but the real idea was to make sure you keep the kids busy and you can free up the parents' time to really start to the long road to recovery. So more permanent housing, get back to work. And so it's an adjunct to what we do in shelter, but that was a component that we included for several years within the shelter box. Now, the shelter box, uh, how does it get transported around? I know many uh, uh, times you have to fly them out someplace and some very generous airline carriers are giving you free space, right? Yes. So really, it's it's any way we can. The logistics of getting this aid into country are, are as you can imagine, especially during a global pandemic. Right. So one of the models of, of the organization is to pre-position aid materials all in all over the world where we're likely to draw down upon what's needed in that region. So for instance, in the Philippines, we have at any given time, 6,000 sets of shelter kits that we pre-position in Cebu and what, that we can efficiently and effectively deploy within the island nation of the Philippines when there's disasters. We also have aid pre-positioned in Panama. We have aid pre-positioned at the International humanitarian city in Dubai. So all over the world in strategic locations, we have hubs where we preposition things like pallets of lights, water purification, blankets, 
And uh, what we do is we often put them on boats in emergency situations. It can get airlifted in. And yes, we often in disasters see the best of our species and a lot of great participation and in-kind participation of donations of things like aircrafts and airlifts, which is a godsend. Um, but uh, it's, it's really any way we can. So it's boats, it's planes, it's trucks. Um, it's a lot of all of those in, in some situations. As well, well. I, I know that Richard Branson of Virgin Atlantic donated space in some of his airplanes. I don't know if he put it up in his rocket ship. This is a, a disaster <laughs> on Mars. Shut up. I had a quick question. Um, we, when we were talking about the kids, um, I'm a huge animal lover, and I can't even imagine if there was a disaster um, not grabbing my dog, you know, to, to run off with. These tents, w w we can house animals, I take it? Pets? Is uh, that possible? I believe over the years there's been a pet or two in these tents. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, obviously they're made for a family to live in. Right. We heard stories of babies being born in the tent. Oh, sure. Oh, wow. In the Syrian <laughs> refugee crisis, you know, we have stories of you know the first home that some babies ever knew was a shelter box tent for <sighs> refugees that were fleeing Syria. So that's the reality of the situation is people have often lost everything that they have and they're forced to flee with nothing more than the clothes on their back. Now, yeah. you, you, you're great in getting these shelter boxes where they're needed or the shelter kits where they're needed. But maybe people don't understand how to put up a tent or they need some assistance. You've got something called the shelter box response teams, which I call the shelter box commandos. What is that? Heroes, all about, heroes. Yeah. Yes. So the, the SRT, the shelter box response team, these are some of the most highly trained people in all of emergency response. When we were founded, we were founded by Rotarians and they really wanted to harness the power of civilian volunteerism. And so they set up a training program by which we train and vet civilian volunteers. About one in every 30 people who apply to become a response team member will make it through the program and pass and become <gasps> a first responder. They train like reservists, so they wow. participate in monthly webinars. In order to stay active, they have to deploy a minimum of one deployment a year. That could be two to three weeks at a time. Sometimes it's longer. And these folks really have an incredible level of service service and spirit that they give to the organization. They travel to the front lines of disasters. They coordinate often with Rotarians locally on the ground. They work through the logistics and supply chain issues of getting things into country. They coordinate locally with local government units, with other NGOs. They help do beneficiary selection. They determine what kind of aid is needed. And yes, they also train the trainer. They train communities and work alongside them to determine the most appropriate ways to construct the shelter if we're using shelter kits or how to put the tents up if we're using standard relief tents. They also do back-end monitoring and evaluation because we map, track, and measure everything that we do around the world. And so this is a huge tie that binds. And what's so interesting is that many of our response team members are Rotarians around the world. And we're going to find out more about the great shelter box from our terrific guest, Carrie Murray. Also, how you at home can help 
right after these messages, so stay tuned. Salisbury Bank and Trust Company offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, commercial lending, and trust and wealth management services. With 14 locations throughout the tri-state region, in Dutchess, Orange, and Ulster counties, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, which includes our Riverside Division offices in Poughkeepsie, Red Oaks Mill, Fishkill, New Paltz, and Newburgh. Salisbury Bank is your local bank in your community, making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service. Salisbury Bank is your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at salisburybank.com. That's salisburybank.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank. Enriching. Hi, I'm Rotarian Susan Simon of Third Eye Associates. Rotarians devote themselves to caring for others. Sometimes we forget to care for ourselves, especially when it comes to planning for our future. At Third Eye Associates, we provide fee-only financial life planning, financial transition planning, and wealth management strategies to help you integrate your life and your money. ThirdEyeAssociates.com for more information or call us at 845-752-2216. That's 845-752-2216. You're listening to 92.9 and 96.5 WBPM. And there's more of this week's Radio Rotary Show coming up. Leo Katie Sport is the home of great car deals for you. Whether it's the workhorse F-150 pickup, the exciting new all-electric Mustang Mach-E, or the family-friendly Fusion, Leo Katie Sport has the car for you. Leo Katie Sport is conveniently located on Route 94 in Warwick. Your next car is just to call away at Leo Katie's Ford, 888-474-2906. That's 888-474-2906. Remember, cars cost less at Katie's. Join the Goshen Rotary 5K, 10K Heroes Run on Saturday, September 11th. Registration is just $25 for the 5K and $30 for the 10K. T-shirts to the first 500 registered runners. For details and to register, go to raceentry.com. That's raceentry.com. That's the Goshen Rotary 5K, 10K Heroes Run on Saturday, September 11th. Be there. Subscribe to the Radio Rotary Podcast and never miss an episode. We are on every popular podcast platform, including iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Subscribe to the Radio Rotary Podcast today. Welcome back to Radio Rotary. This is Jonah Trebowasser. With me on the mic is Kathy Kruger, and our terrific guest is Carrie Murray, president of Shelterbox for the United States. And she's telling us all about the terrific, amazing work that she and her colleagues do helping the displaced and homeless from disasters and conflict around the world. So Carrie, give us a little bit of history. How did Shelterbox get started? So the idea for Shelterbox was started back in 2000 and it was a group of Rotarians in the world. Of Health in Lazard in Cornwall. And it was at a time when Rotary encouraged its members to come up with projects to mark the millennium. Right. And so at the time, there was a big emergency going on in our world. And the idea was sparked by these Rotarians who were watching the news and seeing that there was the Gujarat earthquake in, in Pakistan and seeing that people were left with absolutely nothing after being devastated by a major disaster. And so they wanted to help in a very practical 
go away. And so they started investigating emergency items. What could they put in a box? And they spoke to, and to a, a lots of different people in emergency response, and they decided to create the first shelter box, which was emergency shelter and basic supplies. So they put things like cooking equipment, they put blankets in, in the box, water purification, all these things that to this day, we still provide. Yeah. And their initial hope was they thought that they were going to help eight to 10 families a year. So they launched shelter box through the Rotary Club. And as you know, we are now a separate 501c3. We're a separate nonprofit. Though shelter box remains the official project partner of Rotary in emergencies. But initially they wanted to help eight to 10 families a year. Fast forward 21 years later, and we are serving over 200,000 people a wow. year in this wow. place in our world. It's, it's amazing, but, it, but it's scary, it's too. It's magnificent. To that, yeah, that that many people are displaced. On, and that's not all of them, obviously, you know, on a yearly basis. So what you're doing is life-saving. It's no other word for it. So, yeah. Carrie, you mentioned the connection between Shelterbox and Rotary. You are a Rotarian. What club do you belong to? I am. I am a very proud member of the Rotary Club of Montecito, California. Woo! I love yeah. my club. <laughs> and, and for those who might be visiting in California, where and when do you meet? Uh, we meet each Tuesday and we meet at noon. And currently we are meeting on Zoom, although we do hope to be able to come together again soon. But we're in the midst of new mandates. Um, so new mask yeah. mandates that are just starting up yet again. Uh, and folks at home, if you're not going to be in the Montecito, Cito, California area, but still are interested in Rotary, go to Rotary.org, R-O-T-A-R-Y.org. Click on the club locator button, type in your hometown. And uh, find out where your local Rotary Club meets and join us for the fun, the food, the fellowship and meet great people like Carrie Murray, president of Shelterbox. And speaking of great Rotarians, here's Kathy Kruger. Kathy. You know, you mentioned the fact that mandates are starting again and we did just mm -hmm. go. We are still in the midst of a pandemic. Um, did did masks come into play? Were those added to the shelter boxes over the last year or is that something that another group of people is working on? I'm so glad you asked me about this um, because we have, like everyone else, have had massive logistical challenges over the past year. But never in our history has been the work of this organization as important in the past year. Because for these families that are displaced and particularly refugees that are living in overcrowded collective centers or transit centers waiting to be processed into a camp, yeah. if they get sick, there's no hope for a hospital bed. And yeah. so not only did we have to adapt the aid package, so we now include hygiene items, soap, washing basins. We also had to add PPE. So we add masks, gloves, sanitizers. We have to socially distance at our distributions. But everything that we can do right now is geared to how do we help isolate families and enable them to protect themselves to avoid this disease, getting into their refugee camp or their displacement area. And so for us, you know, I think that our work has probably never hit home for people mm -hmm. like it has in the past year. Because Kathy, I mean, you know, how important has your home been to your health and well-being right. over the past year? It's a refuge. Yeah. 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 So mm -hmm. Carrie, if the folks at home would like to help out or want more information about Shelterbox, do you have a website? 
We do. It's shelterboxusa.org. And we have just launched our campaign called Stock the Box. And this is a critical time for us this year. We need help more than ever. We've drawn down our inventory. We need more tents, tarps, lights. Mm. We need more blankets, mosquito nets, solar lanterns. And so right now there is an opportunity for people to get involved in a very unique way. And it's called our Stock the Box campaign. And if you go to shelterboxusa.org on the homepage, you're going to see how you can help us deliver life-saving shelter and supplies. And you can help provide a whole box. You can help provide a shelter kit. You can help provide a cook set or a solar lantern or soap and hand washing bins. Mm -hmm. And so this is the time that we're really working to help us restock and prepare. Give us that website one more time. And folks home, get a pencil and paper. We'll be sure Carrie Murray repeats that before the end of the show. It's shelterboxusa.org. And if you want to look at our Stock the Box campaign and get involved, because I think everyone has something to contribute, whether it's volunteering your time or making a donation, you can go to shelterboxusa.org slash stock the box. So Terry and Carrie Murray, if I gave you a magic wand, you got to have whatever you want to make the Shelter Box organization uh, better and more efficient and, and more productive and uh, help more people, what would that be? Uh, right now, for us, it's funding. In order for okay. us to, to scale and impact, it just is. Um, I, you know, People think about us on the worst day ever, but we're responding 365 days a year. And people know a lot about our disaster relief efforts. 50% of our work is in conflict and crisis situations. Yeah. These are some of the most vulnerable families in the world in places like Syria or places like Cameroon. Um, and of all the people I've mentioned that are displaced in the world, the 140 14 million, 75% are women and children. Yeah. And so we know that we can do more. The one thing that's holding us back now is that we really have to increase our fundraising. Okay. And if you give us that website again, uh, I'm sure people will be interested in helping out. What's the website, Carrie? Shelterboxusa.org. Rutari and Carrie Murray of Shelterbox USA, thank you so much for everything you're doing to yes, make the world, world a better place. And thanks for joining us today on Radio Rotary. Thank you so much. It's our pleasure. And Kathy, who gives us the pleasure of sponsoring Radio Rotary this week? We're sponsored this week by Mental Health America of Dutchess County, the Mark Foundation, Hudson River Housing, Norman Staffing, and by the Rotary Clubs of New Paltz, Patterson, Pearl River, Philmont, Pleasant Valley, Poughkeepsie, Arlington, Ramapo Valley, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, Southern Ulster, Suffern, Walkill East, Wappinger Falls, and Warwick Valley, New York. For the entire Radio Rotary team, my co-host Sarah O'Connell Plater will be back with us soon. Our producer, Kathy Kruger, and our production director, Randy Turner. This is Jonah thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this very same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, radiorotary.org.